And you are listening to Lord Keep Us Steadfast in Your Word, which is the hymn we're going to be taking a look at on this Rumination Tuesday, August the 13th in the year of our Lord 2019, which means that I, Tom Baker, am glad to have with me Pastor Mark Smith. Hi, Tom. Hot enough for you these days, these closing days of summer? How can it be hot? You leave an air-conditioned house oh, to an air-conditioned nice. car it, to an air-conditioned yeah. no, synod. I'm, I'm not complaining. I'm no. not complaining at all. No, I'm just, yeah. it, is, it has been hot and muggy out here. Well, that's kind of good for farmers. Yeah. You, yeah. Can just, you can just hear the corn grow, right? No. I, I've never heard corn grow. <laughs> that's what they say. They say you can hear it grow <laughs> Well, in those hot summer nights. There's no doubt in my trips around Illinois, there is a lot higher corn. Uh-huh. What, what do they say? Uh, knee-high by July. Or, no, isn't no. that right? Knee-high by 4th of July. Knee-high by 4th of July. Yeah. And uh, in Oklahoma, it's as high as an elephant's eye, right? Really? Yeah. What is it, Monsanto or Bayer? They're coming out with a shorter corn. It's not as high. I haven't heard about that. Yeah. Is that right? And it also gives you more corn. Believe it or Ooh. not. Yes. Hey. And it grows faster and easier. So that's really something. Yeah. What are we talking about corn for? Lord, keep us steadfast in your word. And um, who wrote this one? Martin Luther. Oh, you know that. No name. doubt about it. Yes. But do you know who the translator was? No, I didn't look at that. Oh, Catherine. Wait, our friend Catherine <laughs> Wingworth. No. I've got to bring that book for you. You A do. book on hymn writers. Yes. And uh, translators. I've got a book in my office. I've been wanting to bring it to you. And it, it, I think it shows a picture of Catherine Winkworth. Yes. Now, this particular hymnal has Martin Luther's hymn 655. What's hymn 656? Let's see. Hymn 56. Oh, Mighty Fortress is Our God. Yes. Of course. Yes. You know, I'm, I, you know I, I still think of it as... Hymn 262. Remember, oh, yeah, absolutely. Remember how you were, there are certain hymns you just, they're go-to hymns, you know and you numbers. just know the number by the old Lutheran hymnal. Yes. But now, of course, it's hard to get into your memory the new uh, number, Mighty Fortress is Our God, 656. And then there's, no, a, no, no, there's another 657. version. 657. Is that the one we uh, are more familiar with? Yeah, 657. No, I think the one we're more familiar with is 656. Okay. All right. Let me look yeah. at that. I can tell. One of, them, one of them, the words are a little bit different. Yeah, and the hymn, uh, the tune is mm -hmm. just a bit. And, uh, da, 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 da. yeah, 656 is the one we normally think uh -huh. about. Uh, Luther not only wrote the text, he also wrote the tune. He did? Yes, of A Mighty Fortress. Well, I'll tell you, he hit, he hit that ball out of the park on, on that hymn, of course. Well, it just so it. happens, the one we're looking at, Lord, keep us steadfast in your word, he also wrote the tune for that. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's good. It's good. Yeah. It's a good hymn. Both of those are good Reformation hymns. I'm going to read the first stanza to start us off here. Uh, Lord, keep us steadfast in your word. Restrain the murderous Pope and Turk. Ooh. Why do you say ooh? <laughs> it's, it's a little. It's a, we've we've softened those words just a little bit. In our I region. think we have. <laughs> that was the original. No kidding. Yes. Say it again. Um, here it says, the threat of Turkish Turkish invasion, along with the complicity of the papacy, 
against the Lutherans, informed the original lines of the first stanza, Restrain the murderous Pope and Turk. When the threat had subsided, the words were altered to be applicable to all threats. Right. Isn't that interesting? Well, you know, it's funny. As I read these words, curb those who buy deceit or sword. Right away, when you when it said sword, I thought of the, I thought of these you know, the real militant, terroristic uh, Turks, Turks or Muslim, Muslims. Oh, of sure. course, that are threatening terrorism. I, you know, they behead people and everything. Well, that's what I thought of right away. And curb those who buy deceit. Yeah, there's two two ways. You know, one is by out out and out persecution, and then the other is. Uh, by, you know, by twisting God's word. Now, yeah, twisting God's word. That's my sermon today. I, I'm preaching here at the International Center. You can hear me just by staying on the channel mm-hmm. um, on KFUO. And at uh, 10 o'clock directly after this particular broadcast. And that's one of the points I'm kind of making is that the devil loves to quote passages out of context. Oh, yes. Right. He, he, did, that he, with Adam he did that with Adam and Eve right off the bat. He says, and also with Jesus. And Jesus when he wilderness. tempted in the wilderness, right. Yeah, he, he kept leaving out sections. Half-truths. Half you know, he did. He told them, he says, Oh, God does, doesn't want you to eat of that fruit because you'll be like God. Uh, you, you know, yeah. it, it is knowing half good truth, and evil. knowing good and evil. But right. who wants to know that if you don't, you know, I mean, that, that was the downfall. That's not the way knowing, God understood. No. In fact, um, issues, etc. I had not been listening to the Elka Convention recently. The ELCA. The ELCA. ELCA. Mm-hmm. And they had a resolution that they're going to go in fellowship not only with all Christians, but with all religions. Oh, boy. Oh, man. And a layman got up, and uh, he was a delegate. He said, no, we cannot do this. Because the Bible is very clear that no one comes to the Father except through Jesus. That's right. So when the resolution came up to be voted on, according to issues, etc., not only did it pass, but the gentleman was reprimanded for saying what he said. Is that right? So they did pass that? Yes. Fellowship with all yep. religions? All religions. This is the ELCA? Yep. Well, that's... And uh, Todd was talking about this, and he made the point that means they're not only not Lutheran, they're not even Christian no. anymore. Yeah. Now, he did make a clear point there that this is the official stance now of the ELCA, but it's not often the official beliefs of many of their people. That's right. There are some, no doubt, there are some Christians still within that church body. But yeah, just maybe like... you're contending for the truth. Just like in our synod where the Seminex group all, almost took over denying many parts of the Bible, if that had occurred, we still would have had a lot of people who would disagree with Seminex. Right, right. And by God's grace, it was really the lay people that kept synod straight yeah. uh, in those years. But in the ELCA, there's not really a, a group that thinks like we do. Uh, there is a breakaway group, but they still believe in women ordination and evolution and this sort of thing. But it's kind of interesting that the ELCA really came about because of the Seminex group that left our church right. 
And now look at what they're in. I know. You can hardly believe some of the uh, the profs that I had went have gone this far in, in in believing what the ELCA. Of course, they their head is some woman who doesn't know theology at all, and um, that's really it's it's sad part of the it, problem. It is really sad. Yeah, we might all have relatives with the ELCA. In fact, I have a close relative that uh, was a member of the church just closed down. Really? Yeah, because it wasn't... Well, I have, a, I have a, uh, an old football buddy of mine from Valpo. He, uh, he kept in touch with me, and he told me what really opened their eyes is when the ELCA finally announced they were going to ordain homosexuals. Yes. And he says that was the, that was the tipping point for their congregation to leave the ELCA. Yeah. What surprises me on that is that when they ordained women that wasn't the tipping point no yeah well or when they went with evolution that wasn't the tipping point or when they denied so much in the bible i had a elca pastor i I still have this when i we i was still at the seminary doing law and gospel and he wrote me and said he had gone through their seminary, was a pastor, and had never heard of the distinction between law and gospel. Really? Boy. So it's just uh, these folks are really being deceived by the devil and nobody's standing up. Although there are a number of congregations, I understand, that are joining the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Oh, wow. And that, that's, that's wonderful. Hey, you bet. But Luther was under the same kinds of things we are, with a lot of people not following the Word of God, but following what was in their hearts. So I won't read the first stanza again, because I didn't get through it after you heard the word Turk, but go ahead and read the first stanza (laughs) as it's now written. Lord, keep us steadfast in your word. Curb those who by deceit or sword would wrest the kingdom from your son and bring to naught all he has done. You notice that each one of these each one of these stanzas refers to a different person of the Trinity. Of the Trinity. First, yes. first one is is addressed to God the Father. Right. Second, Although it mentions Jesus. Yes, it of course, but it t- talks about him as your son. Now this is kind of interesting. We talk about God as being almighty but the devil can bring to naught all he has done. How do you understand that? If God is so almighty, how can the devil bring to nothing what Christ has done? <laughs> Tom, Tom, you caught me flat-footed. I, I, need, I need to ponder this. I, yes. Uh, Which you know, people do you... You know, you know it, it doesn't... There are still people that can fall from faith. That's you could the still point. fall from faith. No, that, faith. Just, that's the just point. Just because God is Almighty doesn't mean a person can't drift away. That's exactly the answer I was looking for. Yeah, well, so you very got good. It. it just took me a little while. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's really important because when they fall from faith or when they refuse faith, they're really saying that Jesus did nothing, and that's what the devil loves to to get to those people. I was told by a pastor who is not Lutheran, but I've never forgotten this. There's no one who's unsavable. There's no one who is unsavable. Well, the, the, 
There's no one. Yeah, well, uh, he died for all. That's, That's right. Uh, uh, objective but anybody can be saved. Uh, yeah. And the example that I like using is there was a guy named Saul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoever thought Saul that, of Tarsus. Yeah. When who he went to Paul. persecute, yeah. persecute other Christians. Then he went to see other Christians, and they wouldn't let him in. Yeah. Because they thought it was a trick and this sort of thing. But um, there have been some tremendous people who have become Christian. And when they become Christian, especially if they're rulers uh, in, in, in the world, it makes a difference. I think of uh, the son, and correct me if I'm wrong, in the, the son of Madeline Murray O'Hara. Didn't yes. He, didn't he confess Christ? I think so. You know, she was a blatant yeah, uh, atheist. Atheist. But I think he, her son. That uh, shows the power faith. of the Holy Spirit. Right. You grow up in a family, and she, of course, had nothing positive to say about Jesus, or there was no God. And uh, we, we just looked at that last week in a Bible study. It's part of the Heidelberg Disputation. Such people try to figure out God by looking at the world. And therefore, when they look at the world, they find it to be a, really a terrible place with hurricanes and bad weather patterns and wars and this Terrorism. kind of thing. And that's what moves them no longer to believe in God. Because if there's a God who is almighty and loving, he would not allow these things to happen. And of course, therefore, evolution replaces the Bible and therefore, you can have gay marriage and all kinds of things like that. It doesn't really matter because there are there is no more morality. Yeah, survival of the fittest. Yes, I'm giving serious consideration about programming every now and then what I get from my Uber drivers or passengers mm -hmm. because. Um, boy, I had a, a, a group of uh, young people. I think it was two men and two girls and their language was horrible as they were talking to one another this kind of thing in fact the guy in the front seat apologized to me for what some of the girls were saying when they found out you were a minister well they didn't because they were so loud Ooh. and the trip wasn't that far that i never had a, talk, a chance to talk uh-huh um plus i'm also listening to directions on my phone as to where they were going and so um you should write a book tom there's got to be a good uh oh there's there's got to be a good title for that uber uber uh, no i'll tell you what the title is going to be that one woman that i dropped off at the chase park plaza who said well you know i think i'm a lutheran uh-huh yeah after we explained uh -huh. to her what lutheran was in contrast to what she was already believing and um I, I can just tell you Uber story after Uber. What I'm doing is I'm putting a camera in the front and the back and then also a recorder. But before they get out, I will ask them permission to use this on the radio. No kidding. Yeah, I, I've talked to some of them and they get excited. Is that excited. okay with Uber? Oh, sure. They don't mind. No, as long as you have permission from uh -huh. someone. Mm -hmm. And uh, the guy who got in trouble was taking pictures of them and then putting it up on the internet right away without their permission yes yeah oh yeah that's no good no 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 that, that that's not right but um yeah there, there's 
a lot of interesting conversations because I like driving at 10 at night till 5 in the morning. Well, you should write a book, definitely. Oh, yeah, that's all I got. To, I got yeah. nothing else to do. Uh, <laughs> stanza two. Okay. Lord Jesus Christ, your power made known. Make known, for you are Lord of lords alone. Defend your holy church that we may sing your praise eternally. Notice how Lord of lords is somewhat spelled differently. The first Lord is capitalized and the second is regular. The first Lord would refer to the actual name of God. If if you're doing this in the Hebrew, it would be Yahweh. Whereas the second word would be Adonai. You know, the the lord of um, a farm or the owner of a farm or this kind of thing. Well, he's lord of all lords. There's no lord above him. And that was important because a lot of the lords were defending Lutherans at the time of Martin Luther, uh, keeping them straight and this sort of thing. There's another change in this stanza. Uh, the old The old Lutheran hymnal used to have... Uh, Defend, defend Christendom. Really? Christendom. Remember Christendom? Yes. Well, I had a professor that said, "Well, you know, Christendom is not, you know, Christendom in 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 those days it did exist. Pretty much all the princes yes, and kings right, right. were Christian, and and uh, and most kingdoms, most of Europe was was Christian. Uh, but they don't use the word anymore. But they don't use uh, the word Christendom is not really applicable anymore because, of course. Uh, the sad truth is we're kind of in a post-Christian era. Yeah, that's true. And so a better translation, send your holy church. Your holy you church. like that better? Well, okay. I'm not saying, no, I like Christendom, but... Uh, People but, don't understand it. Yeah. Stanza three. O comforter of priceless work, send peace and unity on earth. Support us in our final strife and lead us out of death to life. Boy, that's referring to who? That's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy the third Spirit. stanza refers to the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus himself says, I'm going to send to you another comforter. Comforter, yes. Yeah. Uh, paraclete is another word for it, this sort of thing. And that's the Holy Spirit. And send peace and unity on earth. Now, one of the lessons that we're reading, is it this week? I think it might be. Where Jesus says, you think I came to bring peace? I've not come to bring peace, but a sword. Division. Yeah. Uh, Father against son, son. And so you have to explain what kind of peace he's talking about. He's talking about my kingdom. The peace that surpasses all understanding. Well, my kingdom is not of this world. Right. So it's not a peace for the temporal world. It's a peace within the church. Right. And that peace is between us and the Father. What were the first words that Jesus said to the disciples in the resurrection? Peace be with you. Yes. Peace be with you. He wanted them. He didn't want them to be afraid of him. He didn't want them to be mad at themselves. No. Uh, he wanted them to to understand that I've established peace with you. And because my. God the Father is reconciled right. to them. That's right. See, that's a big difference between Christianity and every other religion. Every other religion, they have the idea, we want to be reconciled to God. we got to get God to be reconciled to us. Yeah. And they try and do it by works. Whereas our message is, no, God is already, He's already reconciled. Done. And you don't 
yet reconciled to him through works, yeah. but through faith. Yeah, I remember Jesus said, I go to my father and to your father. Exactly. To my God and your God. You are indeed reconciled. Yeah, the Bible study this morning that kind of is on KFUO was talking about that uh, Moses was really afraid to get into Egypt and talk to Pharaoh at the beginning. Yes, he was. But at the end, when he got through the Red Sea, his hymn talks about my God. Right. And the uh, pastor was making a good point that this was the first time in the Bible that people began to really understand who the Lord was. Until that time, they didn't have a very good understanding of Lord. But uh, from there on, and what was the good point was being made. Remember the commandments? I am the Lord, your God. Right. The proof of that, I brought you out of the land of Egypt. Therefore, when you understand that, you'll not have any other gods. You won't take my name in vain. You'll remember my Sabbath day, etc. It's really quite a difference in taking a look at this. So, last week, we looked at him 666. Yes. <laughs> about the devil. I used yes. it. I did too. Yeah. In fact, I said, I wonder how they decided to make that number 666. Oh, I think I think it. Uh, they, they saw it as... Uh, you know, you know, fear not, little flock. Yeah, right. And uh, why would they be be fearful of of the old evil foe? Well, this is six five five. You going to use it Sunday? Uh, you know, I'll be on assignment this Sunday. Remember? Oh, that's right. That's right. You're not going to be here next Tuesday. No. Oh, I... we should have a good program. <laughs> yes, you should. Yeah, but I don't know who I'll bring in, <laughs> if anybody. Um, but two weeks from now, you're back. Right. That's okay. that's the plan. We'll have a big assignment. Yes. Yes. Have a good, safe trip. We're going to cut out right now because I need to go down and preach here at the International Center. But we're going to um, put on. Uh, the hymn so you can listen to it and the name of the hymn lord keep us steadfast in your word yeah this is from higher things uh, a youth item so we hope you enjoy it here we go
Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. 